Hey, welcome back to JHE Ministries Hardline. Today we're talking about heaven, and we're going to answer some questions about heaven. Is heaven real? And what exactly is heaven? Is heaven something that only affects our future, or should heaven make a difference in the way we live right now? And most importantly, how can we know that we'll go there when we die? You know, these are questions every thoughtful person asks, and God has revealed the answers to them in his word, which is the Bible. Heaven is the place where God lives. It's God's holy dwelling place. He created it. He lives there. And someday all believers will live there. Solomon, the wisest king to ever live, prayed, O Lord my God, hear from heaven your dwelling place. And Moses prayed, that God would look down from heaven, your holy dwelling place. Even our Lord's Prayer begins with our Father who art in heaven. The Bible is our only authoritative source of information about heaven. One of the Bible's greatest truths is that we were not meant for this world alone. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us everything we need to know about heaven while we're here on earth, but we should believe what the Bible says about heaven, and we should take comfort from its promise that we can spend eternity with Jesus Christ in his heavenly dwelling. We were meant for heaven, and heaven is our ultimate home. The Old Testament prophets wrote about heaven. The book of Psalms mentions heaven more than any other book in the Old Testament. The apostles spoke of heaven from divine inspiration from the Holy Spirit. And Jesus mentions heaven approximately 70 times in the book of Matthew. It appears from the very first verse in Genesis, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, to the last reference found at the end of Revelation, he showed me the great city descending out of heaven from God. 54 of our 66 books on the Bible mention heaven. Shortly before Jesus was arrested and crucified on the cross, he told his disciples that after his death, they should not be discouraged because he would live again. He then assured them he would return to his Father in heaven to prepare an eternal home for all who would believe in him. Jesus said, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Then he left this promise. I'm going there to heaven to prepare a place for you that you also may be where I am. Jesus was with God in the beginning in heaven. He came to earth as an infant, lived and died on earth, and overcame that death by his resurrection to go back home to heaven to be with our Father and to prepare a room for all of us believers so that we too will spend the rest of our lives with God for all eternity. We will have a mansion in our eternal home in heaven. Jesus has promised us this as believers in him. The Bible assures us that in heaven, we will be living in God's dwelling place forever, and it will be glorious beyond all description. It will be greater than any earthly place or mansion that you can possibly even think of. Heaven is occupied by the presence of Almighty God. This makes heaven the supreme destination for those who long to worship Him as their Creator, their God, Lord, King, their Father, and their Savior. This is admittedly hard for us to comprehend. After all, the Bible tells us God is a spirit and he's infinite. 
we are created in the image of God. And so we are not just physical beings, but we also have a soul. We have a spirit. And so we sense with our hearts deep in our souls that we too are eternal. And just as God lives forever, so will all the believers in Christ. God has put us within each of us an inner sense that life on earth is not all that there is. The small voice of God, our, our conscience, tells us deep down that there is a heaven. And we must never ignore that inner voice and check that belief with the, what the scripture says. And that is where he reveals his truth, which is in the scriptures. The Bible assures us that his presence fills all of heaven. And in heaven, we will be safely in his care forever. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And heirs of God, and we're joint heirs with Christ. We suffer with him that we too may be glorified together before our Father who is in heaven. For Christians, our inheritance is heaven. Jesus said when he gave his Sermon on the Mount that blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And those which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted the prophets which were before you. You are all heirs. We have an inheritance waiting for us when we leave this earth. If you are a believer in Christ, you have an inheritance. The Bible promises that in heaven you'll receive a glorious inheritance, which is the inheritance of eternal life in all that its fullness You've heard it said, home is where the heart is. Well, where is your heart? Where does your heart say home is? Most people are living for today with no thought of tomorrow. They're caught up in this life. They don't think about what happens tomorrow. People are so busy trying to get rich or get fame or have untold stories of treasure here on earth that they don't build treasure for their eternal home in heaven. Jesus said, but lay up yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust will corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What if you were to die tomorrow, or even today? You don't know. Where would your eternal home be? Would your heart say it's in heaven? Be sure when you leave this earth that you'll be home with Christ in heaven. And the only way to be sure is to give your heart and life to Christ to guarantee you a mansion in heaven. We know there is life after death because God promised it. And Jesus confirmed it by his own life, death, and resurrection. Jesus destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel guaranteeing eternal life to all who follow him. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that hears my word and believes on him that sent me will have everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but will pass from death unto life. The only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. 
Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. The Bible says, I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that your children may live. For the Lord is your life. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We must admit that we are sinners, and we must ask God's forgiveness and accept Christ as our personal Savior. As we sail along in the boat of life, and when the winds of life's trouble come blowing, learn to adjust your sail, to keep sailing to your destination. The stronger your relationship is with Christ, the stronger your defense against Satan and all of his lies and all of his temptations. But why must we die? Because death is the penalty of sin, and because we are all infected with the disease of original sin, we are all subject to death. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Death was never part of God's original plan. God told Adam and Eve, you are free to eat from any tree in the Garden of Eden, except that you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. Now, there was nothing magical about that tree, but God had every right to withhold it from Adam and Eve and shield them from the knowledge of evil. But Satan was determined to make what was forbidden to them look attractive to Adam and Eve. Satan convinced Eve to eat and then to trick Adam in eating the fruit of the tree, telling them that they would be wise and be like God and they wouldn't die. So they disobeyed God. And that was their sin, not obeying God. When he told them not to eat of it, their punishment was death. And in time, they did die as God had warned them. See, Satan's lies convinced Adam and Eve to sin against God. They broke the law of God. And Satan lies to everyone. He lies to you. He lies to me. He tries to convince you with lies and deceit to sin against God rather than respecting and honoring God's gifts. Death happens to every living thing. But God, with all of his love for us, made it possible for us to have victory over death, even though we have to go through the process of dying. The Bible says that death cannot separate believers in Jesus Christ from the love of God. The book of Revelations tells us there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Death knows no age limits. doesn't matter how rich you are or how poor. Death is not partial to anyone or anything. Sometimes death is a scary thing. People fear death because they can't see beyond this present world. There was a sick man who turned to his doctor as he was preparing to leave the examination room, and he said, Doctor, I'm afraid to die. Tell me what lies on the other side. And very quietly, the doctor said, I don't know what lies on the other side. The guy says, you don't know. You're, you're a Christian man. You don't know what's on the other side. The doctor was holding the handle of the door on the other side, came a sound of scratching and whining. As the doctor opened the door, a dog sprang into the room, leapt on him, and was eager to show his gladness to see his master again. Turning to the patient, the doctor said, Did you notice my dog? 
You see, he's never been in this room before. He didn't even know what was inside. He knew nothing except that I was in here. And when the door opened, he sprang without fear to come to me. I know little of what is on the other side of death, but I know one thing. I know that my master is there, and that is enough. The disciples who had once feared death on the Sea of Galilee later proclaimed that death had been swallowed up in victory because of the resurrection of Christ. So don't live in despair. Live in confidence that death is the end to a means. It's a gateway to eternal life, a beginning of a new and wonderful life in heaven and with Christ, and that'll last forever. I look forward to death. I do. I look forward to death. Now, I don't look forward to the process of dying, but I look forward to dying because I know when I die, I will be at that next second in front of my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ, and with him in paradise for all eternity. And that's a mighty long time. But while we're here on this life, on this earth, we don't sit idly by and forget to live and forget to enjoy God's gifts here on earth, but we prepare ourselves to be with Christ in heaven. And one way to prepare yourselves is to strengthen your commitment to Christ. Do not wait until storms of temptation or sickness or old age threaten to steer you off your path. But now is the time to strengthen yourself so that you can overcome the storms that life throws at you. Commit every situation to God and trust him for the outcome, no matter what it is. God's love for you never changes, no matter the problems you face in life or how your life becomes disruptive. God knows all that you're going through, and you can trust him to do what is best for you and to take care of you. So strengthen the relationships around you. God never wanted us to be alone, and he's given us relationships with family and friends. Strengthen those relationships. Don't allow Satan to isolate you. And don't allow Satan to try and convince you you don't need anyone because that is when you're the most vulnerable and more prone to giving in to temptation. When you're met with temptation, turn your head and put your eyes on Christ. Satan tried tempting Jesus in the wilderness, and with each temptation, Christ quoted words of Scripture. The Bible says that you need to rely on the Word of God to strengthen you and to keep your feet firmly planted. Life on this earth is a short time, and the Bible talks a lot about the brevity of life and how important it is to prepare for eternity. Eventually, this life will end, and we're going to be left with two choices to spend eternity with God in heaven, in paradise, or to that other place that is called hell, which is full of despair and loneliness. If you love Jesus Christ, you will want to follow him all that way to the place called heaven. Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ, and their destiny is destruction. Their mind is on earthly things, but our citizenship, is in heaven. It's not of this world. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As Christians, we do not need to fear because God has provided the way for us 
has provided the way to be saved and given us a home that is forever. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. And someday he will welcome us to our final home and God will say, well done, good and faithful servant. May God bless you all and keep living Christian strong.